Well, speaking of douches and, you know, pussies. <laughs> Thanks for coming uh, on, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Weekly Chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your sentimental and heartfelt podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is our golden episode 50 entitled... My Chowini. Hello, Bacher Nation. So happy to have everybody here. GK, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're do- doing good. Doing oh. good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe I shouldn't have asked. Three... <laughs> Two, one. I'm doing great, fellas. <laughs> I just, yeah, I guess uh, they're kind of getting numb to Greg. I don't know what the deal is. You said, yeah. how are you fellas doing, yeah, right? It wasn't right, just right. me, right? Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. J-Lo. I'm doing groovy. I am looking forward to the season beginning. It's going to be great fun. That's right. The second season. The real season. The playoff season. The reason we play. A champion from the champions division. Excited to talk about it. Congratulations. And that is not inconceivable. <laughs> Detective Swag, how are you? I'm doing good. What's happening, fellas? At the end of a uh, what has been an extremely long season for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, again, not used to being on the side that I've been on this year. So, uh, so it's been fun. It's been fun. Good to see you guys for this uh, end of the season podcast. Hey, Jack, why don't we get together next Sunday and talk books? Just you and me. (laughs) (laughs) You got nothing else to do. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We get some cornhole going. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, taking a look at the scores, let's start with the Philadelphia Experiment 2 and Reardon Metal. And the difference in scores was the largest difference this week. Uh, Philadelphia Experiment had had quite a run. They had won three or four, but not this week. Rid Metal just steamrolled the entire league, and Rid Metal takes the high score for the week. Rid Metal, the champion from the Champions Division, 
heading into the playoffs. Joe, how's it feel? I'm just happy I'm not going to be relegated. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's good to go out on a high note. You could make a case for getting your ass kicked this week going into the playoffs and getting it out of the way. You could, and Lord, I hope you're telling the truth. Uh, 47 Ronin loses to the Dreamers and wasn't even close. The Funkin' Punks and St. Low Cash. St. Low Cash wins the Trash Pandas, my favorite team in the tournament, takes out the Punks. We'll go into the playoffs at least with a, a win. We had Omission Commission and Lethal Injection. Omission Commission beats Lethal Injection. That one wasn't close either, not a lot of drama. And then the fifth game that we had, we can't call this yet. This game is uh, not a tie, but it's pretty darn close. We have uh, Bad Street uh, against Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Everybody was waiting for this game. This is a big, big game. This is uh, this is the ninth-ranked team and the 10th-ranked team. Is that right, Greg? Are you... No, I, I mean, no, I, I think that I climbed the uh, power rankings pretty significantly the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, I think I should be the ninth-ranked team, but yet somehow I, I climbed those rankings. Yeah, I'm the last, I'm the second. Yeah. Mathematically, yeah. Yeah, you're talking okay. about math, right? Like actual numbers. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, but, you know, you play the game on the field, Jack. That's actually exactly what this is. I'm talking <laughs> about real baseball. Oh, and you're right. And, yes, absolutely. And you're not the right. worst. I'm not the worst. You are not. Who predicted that I would worst. be the worst was wrong. Who predicted you'd be the worst? The the, I, the bots. You guys. We we everybody. we definitely we said we pops. expected it to no. come down to the two of you. Yeah, there was definitely a question. I expect you to be a little closer to pops than to me. Um, and and you know you that didn't that wasn't the case. So um, again, you you these last few weeks you definitely turned things around if it wasn't for the, your uh, your little run there towards the end but it's it's definitely mike's dad is securely the worst team in our league for 3 or 4 years now so he might want to listen to the podcast i don't know <laughs> i don't think in a league that had pops in it that we would pick anyone else other than pops to come in last that was just that's just my point there but we'll see what, uh, mr blonde's heroes can do against the street people in an epic epic game in week 19 so let's take a look at the standings. And the standings, so in the McGuire division, we have 47 Ronin tied with the Dreamers, both with 14-5 and five records. And we have Bad Street with either a 4-15 and 15 record or a 3-16 record, one or the other. We don't know which. It's all up to Greg's team right now. In the Bonds division, we have the St. Locash Trash Pandas with a win this week. They move to 9-10. and 10. Was that the record that Mikey had going into the playoffs last year? I was thinking I was, the same thing. I think he finished think he ten, ten and nine. nine. Ten and I nine. I think, okay. yeah, yeah. I think there was there has been a, a nine and ten in the playoffs before, but oh, okay, all right. That that was my next question. If there was a, actually a team that made the playoffs with a losing record, but... I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe not often. Obviously, um, I'd have to go back and look for sure, but I I believe it has happened. So the Funkin' Punks. With their loss against a mission commission, dropped to 7-12. and 12. As we said, Mr. Blonde's heroes, like Schrodinger's cat, we don't know if they're dead or alive. So they're going to be 7-12 and 12 or 6-13. and 13. And we'll let you know by the end of the podcast. I know there's some GK fans out there that really want to know what's going on with this team. I mean, I'm sure Vegas wants to know. Right. I'm sure. Big <laughs> odds makers. I'm sure. Yeah. We, are, we are way off the strip if we're on a, a Vegas bookies uh, books. But that would be pretty cool. It would be. Reardon Metal, the king of them all. Dun, dun, dun. Right, yes. 15 and 4. 15 wins. He's only had to have four losses. 
What a fucking team. This is a hell of a team, Joe. Hell of a team. Nice season. Hell of a team. Worth all the confidence you showed earlier in the season in your team. <laughs> and the record proves it. You are the best team. How's it feel? Um, I don't know that I have the best team, but uh, I have the best record for sure. Feeling reasonably, probably more confident than I should be, but not as confident as I'd like to be. How about that? That's really more than you should be, (laughs) but not as confident as you'd like to be. This guy's the fucking Riddler. Wait a second. (laughs) Parse that one, motherfuckers. You'd like to be way more confident than you should be, even though you are more confident than you should be. Okay, got it. You got it? (laughs) That's the smartest guy on the episode, or excuse me, as the smartest guy on the show, Greg. I mean, if you get it, we're good. Just tell me we're good. Joe, you can't throw shit like that at us you know, during the broadcast. That's the kind of thing you text at three thirty in the fucking morning, right? You know, right. With, a, with a blurry picture of you in an azalea. I'd have to go in the front yard for that. The omission commission moves to eleven and eight. Lethal injection drops to 8 and 11, and the Philadelphia experiment at 7 and 12 will be relegated. I kind of like to dig into a little of this because when you take a look at the Dreamers, heck of a record, 14 and 5, but there's some similarities to the St. Locash Trash Pandas. And and if you looked at the first half of the season and the second half of the season, it's really interesting. St. Locash. Uh, trash pandas actually deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm pretty comfortable and confident that this is a good team coming in to the playoffs. And quite frankly, I think all four teams have a chance to win. I, I think they have a chance to win it all. I, this is the toughest one for me to handicap. You mentioned that you and, and the Dreamers finished atop, tied atop your division with identical records. And I know Jack's going to go into the matchups, but who won the division? Who, who, who gets the tiebreaker? I won the division because the tiebreaker goes record, which then is tied. Then it goes to total points. Okay. Well, congratulations to you. Well, thank you. I'm yeah, super happy. A hell of a year I, yourself. I appreciate that. I really do. This was a um, this was the year I shed Harper, and finally, like a fucking hunk of lead, my balloon was lifted up to the and I get to fly a flag, the McGuire Division. That was a Harper Shed event or a watershed moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find it interesting that the teams that are in the playoffs this year, out of nineteen weeks, one of those four teams had the high score every week except one, and that other one was Scotty. So eighteen out of nineteen weeks, the four playoff teams had the top score in the league. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, man, seventeen out of nineteen. No, didn't you oh, have eighteen out of nineteen? I had yeah. the one. Okay, I'm the only other one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was seventeen. Yeah, me and and Scotty. Scotty had so seventeen. Out, yeah. Fucking disrespect my team. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because again, Chris, obviously with a, a little bit worse of a record than Scotty um, by a few games, but I actually had the the high score twice where Scotty had it once. Chris's again points for the season were better than Scotty's. Matchups had a lot to do with records, and when it came down to it, you know, Chris was, over the course of a season, the better team. Um, so, uh, ironically, he's he's going in with a, a losing record, but but technically, in, in, you know, as far as what we use to score these this league, uh, you know, and uh, had a better team for the season. So, it's odd, but it, it, it balanced out. You know, so what, we got the, the Dreamers now playing Reardon Metal. 
right now because Reardon medal the number one uh, and then Ronan playing the trash pandas. So that, you know, a, a huge difference uh, at this point. Again, <clears throat> everybody has a shot, obviously, but but Reardon medal coming in strong, really out of the, the four, the only one that has been consistently dominant over the last few weeks and has not had many injuries here in the last couple weeks. So the, the Dreamers and Ronan um, have both had, had quite a few injuries. That's going to be it's going to be an interesting playoffs, in my opinion. Who has the the healthiest roster going in? Or conversely, are there any injury concerns from any of the teams? Yeah, the Dreamers and, and Ronan have both taken on quite a few. As a matter of fact, D. Gordon today left the game for the Dreamers, and he was um, another guy that they had been depending on because of an injury to Seager. So, you know, they've had their injuries, Donaldson and Sanchez. These guys have been hurt, and they've dealt with it. Um, But now the guys that they've dealt with it with are are getting hurt. So um, the Dreamers are not in great shape health-wise. Ronan has lost Mike Trout. Nolan Arenado has gotten injured this week. And Carnacion is is now on the DL. We talked about Ronan and what a phenomenal lineup they have. You know, Altuve was already uh, down. Now, again, a lot of those guys could come back before the end of the uh, did Ben Attendee miss today. Ben Attendee, yeah, he missed. He's got heavy legs, was the... <laughs> <laughs> He's got heavy good looks and heavy legs, man. No, yeah, I was so, going to say, that almost sounds like a compliment. They yeah, said so that on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> So the Dreamers and, and Ronan not in good shape as far as health goes. Um, low cash, nothing surprising there. They're, they, they've been healthy. They've stayed together. Um, matter of fact, they've had a couple of guys that uh, Hanager had kind of been underperforming, and he came back with a seven this week. Um, so St. Locash is actually in good shape as far as health. And then, and then um, you know, Joe's team, um, you know, nothing that, that we haven't known for a while. Those guys, like I said, as far as the – the four, Joe seems to be in the best shape, you know, going in. Um, he was already one of the, if, you know, if not the favorite. And in my opinion, Tim has definitely taken um, at least a, a, a bit of a hit uh, with these injuries. So, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about the playoff teams this week. There's been a player in the major leagues who uh, I've seen regularly on quick pitch and MLB tonight that they're just, you know, since like early or mid-June, this guy's been on fire. And I've just been, you know, it's not worth it for me to pick him up because I can't benefit from him because I wasn't going anywhere. I've been curious to see if any of the playoff teams that would would be interested in picking him up for depth. Um, But as of this morning, he was still a free agent. Do you guys have any any clue who I'm alluding to here? No, but I... Cole Calhoun. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. His his stats on the year are still like 210, 215 batting average. Yeah. Since like June 15th, he's hit like 320 with 16 home runs. Like yeah, he, he, he's legit, legit, legitimately hot right now. He's the guy that, that has sat there while Carlos Gonzalez got picked up. Nick Marcakis got picked up. Um, they, they, uh, so basically, you know, all the guys around him have gotten picked up and he's, he's the one that's kind of left. Uh, at this well, you, point, so. you you look on the surface right. of stats, like even I've been seeing nothing but how hot he is on mm-hmm. on the the recap shows. But then when I looked him up to see if he'd been picked up, and I looked at his his statistics for the year, I was Overall. like, yeah, they look very underwhelming for the year. And it's well, like, yeah, that, you know what? If you're, if you're a dream, yeah, if you're especially, I mean, again, I'm not disparaging the dreamers, but I don't know that they look at the same level of depth that you guys look into it. 
and they may just kind of say, okay, he's he's the eighth most uh, points scoring free agent right now, but not taking into account how how hot he's been the last two months. Right. Yep. No, timing matters, and especially again, uh, you know, uh, Tim currently, and again, you know, some of these guys expected back, but uh, you know. Brandon Nemo's is, I'm guessing, not the guy he planned on going into the playoffs with at DH. Tim, have you considered? Are you are you looking? What are you What are your thoughts at the moment? I am seriously looking for that hot player right now. Cole Calhoun um, slipped through, and that's probably just uh, one of the negatives that I have. Is I tend to develop a thought on someone, I tend to get I get blind to them, and and yeah, um, you know, he's just one of those players. And I think that uh, I made a couple of trades where I was chasing good stats. Matt Kemp would be one of them. He fucking blows. Um, and, and I knew it, and I got talked into it on the. I, I allowed myself to kind of, uh, you know, I think it was a good argument. It made sense, but um, I got caught up, and it was just a, it was a stupid move. I think he actually got me a point six for a week after that. So, uh, touche, GK, touche. I'm not feeling too confident going into the playoffs, guys. Uh, How are you going to root for the trash pandas? If you're playing them, my thinking is is that I'll be happy either way. I'll be either more way. happy Somebody's, if I win. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. be more happy if I win for sure. Um, but if you lose, at least you you you're right for another series. That's exactly it, right? <laughs> you are a special person, Dan. You know, no, it's be, still it's still self serving. It's still self serving. It's him still. being right. Yeah, I mean, still. I, uh, but man, that that I'll be happy either way. Wow, it sounds sweet. I'm excited. I, I have a little. I have a little attachment um, to all the teams. Actually, of course, I guess this is what happens when you fucking clean house on your squad. But I got I got Chu and and Hanager. Hanager um, dropping a seven for Chris this week. So yeah. I got those two guys in uh, over there. I got uh, Goldschmidt and Turner, uh, a couple of ex uh, experiment guys playing in uh, playing for Ronin. I got uh, Buster Posey. Uh, Buster Posey with the uh, Dreamers, a little postseason action. He got off my squad so he gets play in the uh, in the postseason. And and ladies and gentlemen, the fucking trade of the century. Speaking of making a, a a quick trade on the, I, I all of my trades this year were very calculated and I took my time and and then one of them I just fucking aloofly did on the fucking podcast in front of everybody, and uh, and it was giving up Matt Carpenter. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and root for him as well for, uh, for Joe's team. So I have an attachment to everybody. So along the lines of Tim's uh, thought process uh, and whoever wins, I'm happy for fuck Matt Carpenter. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck what a fucking year, guy. man. Seriously. It's amazing what he's doing. It's beyond. Yeah. Like it was a joke Carpenter. at first and, and you know, everybody, even when we traded, it was like, you know, it'll go back to normal. And, and then, you know, I did a little thing on it a, a few weeks in and since then he has been it, it's it's ridiculous matter of fact we'll talk about matt carpenter again here in a little uh, a little information maybe in next segment well i've got enough information in my head right now i'm going to need to go ahead and hydrate uh get some more drink whatever you're drinking greg what are you drinking tonight just a diet coke a diet coke jack yeah. what are you drinking i am uh i'm drinking iced tea joe Coke Zero. Jesus Christ. What a fucking Metamucil commercial. You know, for right? fucking old white guys. Yes. 
Jesus Christ, have some beer, tequila. What the fuck? Remember when Greg used to be fun mm. on this thing? He was just slamming tequila and, you know, having a good time. And now he's drinking a Diet Coke and a fucking Coke Zero and a nice tea and kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, boys, we'll see you in a minute. Casey's <laughs> mom has got it going on. Casey's mom has got it going on. Casey's mom. Nation, we're back again, and we have the Pseudo Scout. I know he's a fan favorite. The episodes that he's on always seem to get uh, a lot more action than some of the other uh, podcasts. So the bots love him. The bots love Justin, the Pseudo Scout. Justin, how are you, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Team's doing well. Weather's getting a little bit cooler for me in the in the desert, so life is good. So by cooler, you mean it's what in the high nineties now? Uh, yeah, you're right. Versus the, um, low 100s. Sweater weather. <laughs> As a pseudo scout, you watch baseball a lot. I know that you love every baseball team, but that the St. Louis Cardinals just a little bit more. And can you tell me, has Carpenter been bitten by a spider and turned into a superhero? What the fuck is going on with that guy? <laughs> Cause it doesn't seem real. I don't know if this guy is, um, uh, they just happen to be throwing beach balls every time he steps up, or uh, this guy hit the fountain of youth. But a guy that I would have traded a long time ago is suddenly looking like an NL MVP candidate. He, he's older. I don't know what's going on. I, I hope that the uh, Redbirds could capitalize on a trade. I'd, I'd give him away for, I don't know, the best thing that you could get, really. Cardinals usually go young. Listen, guys, at, at I believe at week five, Matt Carpenter's stats were worse than Chris with the C Davises. <laughs> you mean the record breaking Chris Davis, right? This yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy that's gonna break the record of the worst statistical season ever. Like a month into the season, Matt Carpenter was worse and then turned it on and, and started doing well. So then I under the same mindset that that Justin had and and, and that we've talked about since then. <laughs> Um, he's, he's obviously going to go back to normal. So trade him now. So I, I did. And then he got better <laughs> and then we joked about it and then he got better. And, and then I did a damn piece on it and then he's gotten better. <laughs> this seems like a good time to, to jump in real quick. And, and I did take a moment guys to do our, uh, 
our top position players for the uh, for the season. So uh, again, for each position in our league. So this year there were a few surprises. There were a couple of, of positions that were really weak. One we kind of expect, and and one not so much. Catcher was weaker than normal this year, and and it's always a weak position, but even more so. The guy that finished as the top catcher in our league wasn't even supposed to be the top catcher on his team this year. Um, Grandal uh, was Whoa. the top fantasy catcher really? for Juiceless. Yeah, yep, number wow. one. You never know. First base, another position, primarily usually a very strong spot. Uh, this year, kind of weak. Um, Goldschmidt started out real slow. Votto had a, a bad year, I mean, just overall. And because of that, and because of everything that we've been talking about, and because of the fact that he's played there as much as any other spot this year, the top first baseman in our league is Matt Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, in, in the NFL, if a field goal kicker kicks six field goals, the league is testing him for banned substances on Monday. I haven't heard any whisper that maybe they should test Carpenter, but he's an older guy who was, like Jack said, struggling worse than Chris Davis, who's having the worst year in baseball history. I don't know. Um, I I haven't heard anything like that, but that's actually maybe a valid point. I mean, he, he, should be getting tested here, but this behavior is norm, just not to this level. He he's known for starting slow. He's known for second half surges. He's no, so it, it's just, and he has gotten better each year. It's not like you know Brady Anderson, where he, mm-hmm. he literally just came out of nowhere and done. He has slowly increased, yeah. just not yeah. to this. This is is you know uh, obviously an uh, uh, anomaly on his numbers. But real quick to finish up. Third base, top third baseman, Jose Ramirez. That guy is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, another guy that insane. that five five weeks into the season was literally a piece of shit. I mean, he he was not doing very well. Uh, mid, middle infield, a um, couple of young guys, new guys in the uh, in the mix. So Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez are actually the top middle infielders um, this year. Uh, outfield, J.D. Martinez, number one. JD Martinez better than Mookie Betts. When I said that, that it just doesn't seem right. But that guy's just fucking. I guess when you hit three thirty and that much power, um, JD Martinez, Mookie Betts, number two, and uh, and Mike Trout still held on even after the injury to uh, to to finish third. And then our DH spot, which basically we just give to the next best batter uh, that didn't make that list, is um, another young guy, Andrew Benintendi, um, yeah. has actually moved into uh, to one of the top players in our Woo-hoo. league. So that's the yeah. That's, so that's our top players for uh, by position this year. Like I said, a few surprises, a few young guys, and and Matt Carpenter. You know, Jack. Speaking of Benintendi, we've all marveled at just how handsome a guy he is. And he is. You know, maybe for our year-end show, you know, the majors hands out silver sluggers, so the you know the best hitter at each position. Maybe we should do a, a uh, an HQ uh, leader by position, by position for the final show, like the, the the handsomest guy at each position. What do you guys think? I like it. I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, how you doing in your dynasty league? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh. Second place in my league, um, the team that is ahead of me is just kind of catching lightning in a bottle. Um, he, that son of a bitch caught uh, Matt Carpenter. And, um, you know, he's kind of got a handful of guys like that. Um, he would just, um, 
you know, guys playing over their head and he's taking it to uh, the number one seed. But my team's looking really, really good, um, especially for Dynasty. I got a couple guys that are killing me, like Chris Bryant. You know, he needs to get off the damn DL. Um, George Springer, he's killing me. Yoan Mankata. Um, but uh, future looks bright. My pitching rotation is really actually keep, keeping me, um, you know, in, the, in that upper echelon. That's great. That's great. Now, do you have playoffs or is this a rotisserie league? Oh, yeah, we get we got playoffs. Um, I'll capture the number two seed, which will um, uh, give me a first round bye. Oh, you know, so anxious to see how uh, the rest of the season unfolds. God, I, I'm I'm really counting on uh, on Bryant um, going forward. And yeah, he's, he's one of them that's kind of killing me right now just with that bum shoulder. Speaking of bum joints, uh, what are you hearing about mm. Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero's bumpy <laughs> knee? What's going on? What's the, what's the latest reports on that uh, that bad wheel that he's got? Uh, the latest reports are he's been fucking four forty four forty one in eleven games right now. And, eleven uh, games. That's a statistically the, relevant number there. Well, uh, I mean, for the well, year though, across three levels, he's hitting four oh six. I mean, I was I was just gonna say. <laughs> I, I think the number that's really relevant relevant is one, and that's the um, number of seasons he's been able to carry a full four hundred season. I I don't think it needs in, in his way at all. This is going to be the uh, the first legit four hundred season from a minor leaguer since nineteen ninety nine. This kid's insane. He's legit. That's this is the, the kind of statistical knowledge that the pseudo scout brings that off the top <laughs> of his head, he knows that Vlad Jr. has got a chance to be the first person to have a, a 400 season since 1999. Yes. My guess is Greg does the research prior to him coming on, sends it to <laughs> him and asks him to bring it up so that he can validate. <laughs> no, no, you're, you, that, that would be a Tim move. You know, trust uh, me. If, why would if that Vlad be a Jr. Move? If Vlad Jr. because you need I validation. Vlad Jr. was on Justin. your team. I don't even know how Speaking to. I'm validation, from Justin. talking to him. No, exactly. I'm, saying he, the, I'm he, saying the need for validation. If if Vlad Jr. was on Tim's team, you know there'd be a whole segment crafted around this pursuit of 400. I'm just know? wondering if he's so good, why he's not in the majors. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. beyond his you, control. You're uh, you're you're not going to see Guerrero until probably the beginning of June 2019. Yeah, control, for control reasons. Exactly. Yeah, that's. You, that's you think lot. it's a mirage, Tim? You think that this this season, you know, are you suspecting that the Jays know something that the that the rest of the world doesn't, and he's really not as good as he appears to be, and thus they're you know, being wise and giving him these repetitions in the minors. I just, if someone's that good and they had Donaldson down for that long, if his knee's great, why isn't he playing? Because they're fools. And don't, are you worried about the, the that AstroTurf on on that knee? Yeah, I am worried about it. I wish they'd shut him down for the year. Believe me, I wish they would have brought him up as soon as he came off the minor league DL. <laughs> you know, shit. I'm not. Yeah, they're 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 as wise as the Pirates are wise in terms of their player development. Let's put it that way. Ooh, yeah. I I I really think Vlad Guerrero is a, a once in a decade prospect. I know the media loves to throw that kind of shit around, but um, an eighty power, eighty hit player. I mean you. You get these guys once every 10 yeah, years. It doesn't happen. The, yeah. The the last one was Trout. Before that, it was Miguel Cabrera. Before that, it was Albert Pujols. Before that, it was Manny Ramirez. 
that's what we're looking at here. Like that's what Guerrero Jr. is. Yes, and you are the media now. You realize that. You say the media likes to throw that around. You're part of the media. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Interesting. A very teeny tiny, extremely small part of the media, but part of the media. We're the most popular baseball minds in Slovakia. There's no question about that. We certainly are. We are definitely big in France for some reason. I don't know why. Russia loves us. For the same reason they love Jerry Lewis. (laughs) 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 Those guys, those guys on that box are so funny. Those characters they've created. They're too stupid to be real, but they are so outrageously funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, speaking of once in a lifetime opportunity, let's see if we can get yet another person on this podcast. Let's see if we can get Scotty. the midball wizard, or that guy the Scott, um, on the, the... midball wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny, man. That's good. <laughs> that was one of uh, Greg's strategies uh, a few weeks ago, right? Just, Just Eloy's out. coming yeah. soon, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah. That kid's going to mash also, but he's not Vlad Guerrero. But Eloy's going to be good. There's a, there's a lot of good guys on the Chicago White Sox uh, farm system, yeah. aren't there? Yeah, they've uh, they've got a chance to be pretty solid. Hopefully, hopefully they can develop them. I mean, Mencadas. <laughs> I really expected big things out of Mencada. I, I want to see the White Sox really start developing these kids. All right, so we now have. This is a party. Now it's a forum. Damn it! Now it's. <laughs> I think it's a sixum. Let's see here, Scotty. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, your your audio sucks. Hang on. It's like you're in a spaceship. Tim, you realize this might be a broadcasting first where we have more individuals on air broadcasting than we have listening. listening. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we get our listenership up. Yeah. The more people we have on, we know they'll listen. We just yeah, we just passed uh, forty three hundred downloads. So That's um, nice. yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, you know, again, I don't know who the fuck is listening. If you talk to Scotty, it's just a bunch of robots. Um, Koreans, man. The Koreans. We did have that one Korean burst there um, last season, but no more. So I don't know. You thought it was psyops. Scotty. Korean robots. Well, yeah. We no. Like I can actually see North Korean uh, bots. Man. Yeah, I can see where um, where the downloads are happening. Are you saying Koreans are robots? No, I'm saying. Hold on a second. This is breaking news. <laughs> My God. I think more people would listen to this podcast. Holy breaking Moses. News like this. So all of Korea are robots. That's incredible. <laughs> Bakker Nation, we now have the midball wizard on with the pseudo scout. We have not broken Skype any more than it's already broken. Right, Joe? Um, <laughs> and Seven people. Oh, Tim, Tim has to stop the broadcast because he's uh, placing his dinner order. <laughs> can, I, can I get a uh, extra get carbs, carbs, please? Give I don't care what roll. it is. <laughs> extra <laughs> carbs. <laughs> just, just carbs. That's all I want tonight. Just it's fucking carbs. Wild sockeye salmon. Um, but yeah, I fucking love carbs for sure. Scotty, before you got on, we were talking about you and the pseudo scouts' love of young men. <laughs> The, the healthier, the better. Yes. 
I pre I prefer the international <laughs> ones too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh. Just saying. Very nice to meet you, by the way. Nice to meet you. Previously met on a long weekend in Costa Rica with our. <laughs> that was you at yeah. an auction. At a rich Americans <laughs> tour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Scotty, have you heard anything about Vladimir Guerrero's knee? Do you think it's going to be okay? <laughs> I know nothing about that. Okay. Greg, were you uh, rubbing it out for him? Uh, uh, no. No, I mean, uh, Tim. Tim's obsessed with uh, hating on Scott, Vlad is Jr. because he couldn't a get him in a trade in high school play. And if so, could you evaluate Vladimir Guerrero's knee for us, please? Tim, Tim is looking for somebody to uh, to trash Vlad for uh, for Greg, but he hasn't been able to find it at this point. I got nothing on Vlad. Can we go through the history no. of baseball and talk about great players that were on shitty teams? Okay. There was a guy named Sharpie McGee back in the 1870s. <laughs> uh, he, he, he played for the Pacoima Rebels. Uh, you know, that team went 1-77 in 77 that year, but he hit eight triples. He led the majors that year. <laughs> That's amazing. God, your brain is so good. Mike Trout, great player, shitty team. Mike Trout, yeah. right. Yep, that's exactly it. So I'm thinking Vladimir Guerrero, no, Junior, right? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Like, I wonder if that's going to be oh. the same thing as, like, you know, Trout. Oh. And... I don't think so. I think my oh. team has a, a lot of upside for the next two to three years. Actually, I agree. I think so. That's why I'm so angry. Well, yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, Tim, you really should be angry about trading me Soto if we're going to talk about it. I was reading. I mean, I knew he was having a good year and he's a promising young player, but I was reading on CBSSports.com this week that he's having an historic year for a player under twenty. Mm. Like, like in the every, you know, every. Saber metric category, every traditional metric category that it is him and two or three other players in history who've had this good of a season under ni- age 19. And so not nice. since uh, Flipper McGee or whatever that guy's name yeah. is. Yeah, from, um, from the Bacoima Rebels. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> not since then have we seen anything like Juan Soto. He was only 11. Flipper, Flipper McGee. Yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 yeah. he had big hands. And he used a, a plastic the... wiffle ball bat, yeah, is yeah. what they say. Yes. And, and, that's, since... and that, what's really amazing is that was 100 years before plastic was invented. Right, right. That, yeah. Do you, think, do you think that Bryce Harper cursed your team, Scotty, and that's why you're not in the playoffs this year? No. You have a better record than one of the teams in the playoffs. I know. <laughs> that's not a curse. I don't, I don't, there's no curse. Like, a curse oh, is in your you're mind. Right. You're right. There's not. What are you doing? Are you gonna you want to hang out with me and Greg this week? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get together and talk books next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds like uh, this guy's been reading up on Theo Epstein breaking curses. Right? It's all in your mind, Boston, Chicago. Oh. It's all in your mind. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's kind of the Theo Epstein of our of our league for sure. He is. Barring the championship rings, but other than that, Scotty is definitely, definitely oh, in the millions too. And the, <laughs> well, I'd like to go back and look. You know, I would, I would like some historical data. I'd like to access the win loss records and see how I performed in my first. What is it? Four, five seasons. I've done pretty well, right? Relatively new to the Absolutely league. Absolutely, you have. You Made have. the playoff run last year. Won ten games this yeah. year. Uh, would have probably made a trade had 
Judge not fractured his wrist. This season, yeah. you're you're the second best team of the two teams that came into the league together that one year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought in swag talent. on the case. Yeah, you brought in talent for sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, no. Both of you guys have done better than Greg did for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I yeah, I've I've been very impressed with with um, how quickly both of you guys were able to to um, put together winning teams and and get into the playoff runs and 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 even this year again both of you were were in the mix that um, you know came down to one spot for for two teams but both of you guys have uh, have and you've done it in in somewhat different ways so so I have a question for both of our guests Jack and there, it's a Bryce Harper question so it's going to be a little bit more personal for you Scotty but. As you go into Harper's free agent year, Scott, have you given thought to what team, if you could see him on another team, what team that would be? And then I'd like to hear the pseudo scouts uh, analysis about what team he would be best served by going to. So, Scotty, you, you take the control of that. I have no idea. I'm not even up to speed on the news, so I don't even. Great analysis. <laughs> Other Perfect. Than Justin, your make turn. it up. <laughs> make it up, Scott. Pick a team randomly. Okay, it's, it's going to be three, a part two, part. Three, three, two, one. <laughs> Scott, so what team would you like to see Bryce Harper go to? And then, pseudo scout, what team do you think would be best for him to go to? I'm going to turn it over to you, Scott. Seattle Mariners, all the way. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, they'll make okay. him a, a true contender. Well, he's got a strong beard game. I know he would do well in the Pacific Northwest well. based upon his looks. Yeah, good point. Um, I would love to see him go to the Miami Marlins because oh, I think man. Harper is the biggest bitch in baseball, and I'd love to <laughs> see that guy get home. <laughs> Just my two cents. Man, boy, he is a divisive figure, this Bryce Harper character. But to answer it, you know, a team that keeps coming to mind, I think that it could be pretty exciting if you went to uh, Anaheim. Wow. That, that would That's be an out-of-the-box thought I never even thought of. I think that would be a really cool move for him. But yeah, yeah Jack's and, uh, been lobbying for Philadelphia for, for weeks now. I, I, see, uh, I see them getting Machado, who is another guy that I, that I dislike. <laughs> Why do you dislike him? Um, I'm a big Oakland A's guy. And, um, you know, that beef that Machado had uh, with Josh Donaldson. Yeah. And then um, there was that game shortly after that um, same season where uh, the bat just happened to fly out of Machado's hand down the third baseline. I've heard all Machados are bastards, but I could just be in baseball. I'm right here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> so, um, pseudo scout. I was looking at uh, Scotty's minor leagues, his young player pen, if you will, and um, who was who's a better prospect, Akil Badu, the outfielder for Minnesota, mm. or Brandon Marsh, the outfielder for the LA Angels? You're really digging deep. Th those are some pretty solid picks. Um, I've heard some really cool things about Badu, um, but this Brandon Marsh kid, I heard he, he's got a chance to be something pretty nice. Um, Anaheim, you know, as I uh, as I mentioned, Harper uh, playing for uh, Anaheim, um, I was actually thinking about Marsh and I was thinking about uh, Joe Adele. I mean, they've got some uh, really good looking young um, outfielders in the pipeline. So, yeah, that's a that's a really good pickup. I, I like you having Marsh in your farm system. You got some power. 
Uh, he's athletic as hell. He's got a little bit of everything. Scotty, I have some a, a question for you. So as you go into your off season, other than getting healthy, you know, not I'm not asking you to reveal strategy or my, what yeah. you might do, but um, have you given any thoughts? Are you happy with your roster going into next year? Are you are you going to be interested in, in in being approached about trades in the off season? What's your thought process in the off season? Yeah, what does a mid baller do in the off season? <laughs> Well, in the off season, we play long ball when you're a mid baller. So, oh, yes, I will. I, I like my team, but I am open. This is a great year for me. I feel like I've got a lot of talent on a lot of fronts and a lot of young talent. So I am going to spend a little time thinking about making some changes and uh, coming to play hard next year. because I'll have a mid pick, mid ball pick That's in the perfect. draft. I think I have some trade bait on my roster. So if somebody's looking to pick up some young talent, I'm open to it for sure. After a glowing report of Brandon Marsh, I'm sure he's on the block right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you for that. Tim was trying to make me feel better about my trade for Brandon Marsh and Badu. So that's no. what Tim does. Did Tim yeah, give those was, guys that, that to you? That was a long play from Tim. Yeah. That yeah. Was the long... only, the only, the only prospects Tim asked Justin about are guys that he either has or that he's <laughs> given to someone else to, um, to justify and about make him feel better. About this is eighty percent of the league. The, if you can this see on true. your Skype, this is the bowling pins getting set up right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should make this a video podcast, shouldn't we? No. Yeah. Start our own YouTube channel. That's right. That's right. Got a face for radio. That's what my dad always told me. So I, I, I definitely hear you. I hear you. Then Joe could be combing our YouTube channel at two in the morning, uh, wildly drunk, instead of looking at uh, there you you know, Pope and Carry videos at two in the morning. <laughs> well, I have a rule against empty carrying, and my beer is empty. So let's go ahead and refresh our drinks and come back with some good full drinks. As regular as regular listeners and, and frequent participators in the in the show, you guys are both well aware that we like to shine a light on people who are particularly douchey, and we like to shine a light on people who are pussies. And so I'd like to offer each or both of you the opportunity to, you know, mention uh, any players uh, in any sport really, but especially baseball, who you think are particularly douchey or you think have been total pussies when it comes to their injuries. Oh yeah. The, the very first one that comes to my mind is, um, oh gosh, I, I, I want to give everyone a visual for, for this because it is just the biggest 
douchebag thing I have ever seen. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. The biggest D-bag in baseball in quite some time, Bryce Harper. He was the uh, the first participant that I can remember that, that was looking at himself in a full-length mirror <laughs> right before walking out to actually take his hacks. Oh, my gosh. But those locks, those locks, though, I must say. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, they, they were. They were. So that he, he's hands down my choice. My douchebag award, if I look back across the arc of my life, has to go to Ron Hextall, goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> oh Biggest my. douchebag of all oh athletes. <laughs> Man, you know, that's amazing. Like, Scott, you know, listeners, we, we don't, uh, you know, we don't prepare these segments with our guests ahead of time. So, you know, we're asking. Though our perhaps guests, we should. You well, know, we're asking. <laughs> our, Jack we're, is throwing up over in his office over there. We're asking these guests to come up with, you know, people that they despise, like, instantly. And so the fact that Scott had a, I mean, when was Hextall playing? The 80s, early 90s? The fact that Scott, uh, you know, immediately latched upon Ron Hextall, you're carrying around some serious animosity for this, for this guy. I hate that Ooh. motherfucker. Why? Why? What's, <laughs> it, what, what's the base of the animus? Because I grew up a Caps fan, man. They were the, he was the, the evil goalie from the Flyers, and the Flyers would come down and they'd bring more fans to the Caps Center than we had, and he would whack every Caps defenseman in the back of the head with his stick. And I think he had more bullies. penalty minutes than any other player on his team at the time or something crazy like that. Did the, did the mean Flyers fans beat you up? I was scarred as a youth <laughs> by Flyers fans come to the cap center. I yes. can see that. I can see that. We all were. Anyone who I watched was, yeah. hockey games I, in the Northeast at I that was time. Too, yeah. Yeah. And I was one. Yeah, I hated the Flyers as well, man. But they're not in my top twenty. Tim Kerr, that was the flyer that I hated the most. Yeah, everybody has a flyer they hate. Mike Lowell one time told me to take the cap off a pen when I had asked him for an autograph. When he was still on the Marlins, he wasn't even good yet. He was a piece of yeah. shit, but he was really rude about it. I was like, dude, like don't be a dick. Like you're you know, you're Mike Lowell. You're not fucking Gary Sheffield or even Charles at this point. I mean, yeah, he was kind of a dick. And um, Tommy Lasorda uh, ran my brother over in a golf cart one time. <laughs> he, was, he was kind of a dick, too. Uh, we met a lot of guys that were really cool in baseball, but uh, th that was one guy that I was really looking forward to meeting, and he, uh, he, just, he was a dick. Um, not, not only did he run my brother over, but in addition to that, he was like verbally just, he was just a dick. Maybe it's just a bad day for him. I don't know. Was he, was it possible that he, he saw your brother and was frightened, you know, and, and was, was a defensive move that he thought, who, what's this lunatic doing on the, uh, the eighth green here? Uh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. It was, a, <laughs> it was, it, it was at a, it was at a game. It was, uh -huh. um, yeah, he was being driven in a, in a, a golf cart and, uh, and grabbed the, he was, somebody was driving him to wherever and he reached over and pulled the wheel and turned a hard right, right into my brother, ran his ass right over. 
He avoided cardio like there was no tomorrow, didn't he? Well, yeah, sort of, yeah, man. No he would yeah. drive me everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, it was. this is a, a spring training. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's a fucking huge I, I stadium want, or anything. I want this baseball uniform to be even more ill-fitting next year, so I'm going to avoid cardio at, uh, completely. I'm, I'm going to be driven from the dugout to the pitcher's mound. So speaking of avoiding cardio, and um, <laughs> I thought I had actually escaped this, but since we're talking about the uh, Arposi nominations. Oh, yeah. Um, I think each of you have received the posy, each of the, my three, um, podcast mates here. I had gotten away with, uh, without receiving it, but I think I got a good shot this week, unfortunately. So, um, <clears throat> you guys know, I'm going through some, some, you know, changes here, some life changes and, uh, and I've been working a lot. Jack will be known as Jacqueline after this. Yeah. <laughs> just not, thinking not those the same. Caitlin Jenner Kate, is uh, taking uh, Jack uh, to the Grammys. So I've <laughs> been putting in a lot of hours. Been uh, been uh, again, not hard, not hard, but I have been working a lot. So uh, uh, 70, 75 hours a week. So I don't get a lot of breaks. And when I do, I got you know taking care of the kids and the dogs and and um, so uh, the other day I a small break and, and decided to kind of sit down on the, on the uh, edge of my bed there and, uh, flip the TV on. I was watching something goofy and, um, figured I'd take, you know, 15, 20 minutes, just kind of sit there, relax. And, and I didn't lay down on my bed, you know, like, uh, to, to actually, you know, take a nap or hey, is anybody else nervous about where this story is going? I wasn't fully I'm sitting up either. You know, I, my pants weren't off, but they <laughs> weren't buttoned either. You know? I didn't. Uh, I didn't have. Uh, uh, you know, I wasn't like sitting straight back up against the headboard oh, either. No. I was just kind of halfway leaning into the headboard. I knew it was an uncomfortable spot, and I was yeah, if I'll just sit here for a minute. Fuck it, I don't feel like moving. I think the five of us um, are in an uncomfortable spot too. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and um. And then the next thing I knew, I, I I had woken up. So I had obviously I passed out in this weird, awkward position. And guys, I injured myself while I was sleeping. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is the I, highest level. I I couldn't fucking move to twi- if I turned my body to the to the left or or leaned over. Like I pulled. So I don't know what the fuck I did, but I was literally not moving. I injured myself not moving. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's um. It's not oh, as God. as great as great. some of the stories we've had, but um. But I can't. I mean. I wasn't walking up steps. I wasn't reaching into my freezer. I was fucking asleep. At, at, so least, at least Greg's at least Greg's injury was an action. Yeah, right. you it's know what? Right. It was, right. Somewhere as sad as it was, and and it was sad. The whole story was sad with the beyond sausage. And but <laughs> but right, at least it was movement. And Jack, you weren't under the covers. So you weren't like we were trying to. We were talking about it at some point in the past. You weren't trying to kick the uh, the sheet, you know, that no. was tucked under the mattress, you no. know, and hyperextended the leg. Nah. I did not. No, I did not move. I wasn't moving. I laid down. I got up, and in between, I got injured. <laughs> now, how many dogs do you have, Jack? Oh. I I have three dogs. Do you think that it's possible that? Uh, they conspired and that when they saw you incapacitated passed out, they're like, here's our chance. Get them. You know, I, 
you know, other than the fact that I'm their lifeline, um, so I they they wouldn't eat nor be able to go outside or, or anything else if I was completely incapacitated. So it wouldn't be a wise move in the whole scheme of their existence. Be like a mid ball um, move on their part. But I I guess it's possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Does that if I say yes, does that make me seem tougher? No. No. No, no, I don't uh, I no. think so. It seem far less likable <laughs> yeah. if your if dog you said, is firing against you to attack you while you sleep. The yeah. only thing that would make you sound tougher is that you say, nah, I'm just kidding, this never really happened. Because yeah. other I than think, that, I, uh, I think my chiweenie, my uh, my half chihuahua, <laughs> half fucking weeder dog. Now, if, you're, if you're trying to sound tougher, stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, mine was beyond sausage. You're talking Chowini. So come on. Posey. Award nomination. Uh, Justin, um, we love having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'm sorry this was such a crazy shit show, but it is the last episode of the season. We'll be taking a couple weeks off, and then we're going to come back um, in the uh, uh, third week of the playoffs. So um, best of luck to you on your playoffs. You. Super proud of you. Of course, you're in the top ranked, what you said, you were number two. Um, yeah. We would have thought of nothing less. Go kick their asses and uh, know that all of Bacher Nation is behind you and wishing you victory in your quest for total domination of your Dynasty League. All right, guys. Always a pleasure. Good luck uh, to you guys as well. And um, uh, keep moving, man. No. Don't be uh, sitting down, laying down these days. Keep moving. That's right, baby. All right, fellas. Adios, man. See ya. All right, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Scotty, I don't know if you need to get another beer. Everyone else is having Metamucil and fucking fiber pills or something. I'm hungry now having watched you eat your dinner, Tim. I'm going to get some food. All right. Yes, we'll be right back. We'll take a break and uh, be back in about just, uh, just about a minute. go uh the final segment of the regular season happening right now and um thinking about uh you know we're going to take a couple of weeks off uh, i've got to go take miles to college and uh we all do have lives i know you think that we just sit around thinking about ideas for atlas Bacht, but we all are gainfully employed elsewhere because you don't fucking say that you listen to us so we can't sell to any advertisers so Bastards. Um, exactly right um but you're just bots what do you know Anyway, um, 
And I started to think about the podcast this year and just some of the funny stuff that came up. I think uh, a couple of things I discovered is that uh, nobody breaks down a fight like we break down a fight. I don't care if you're on ESPN or MLB Network or Fox Sports, whatever. No one breaks down a fight as good as we do. Amen. Agreed. Right? I think so. I think that and that that I think that's um we we should give credit where credit's due. I think the first one that we broke down was the um, San Francisco Giants. Um, not not only did it make give us something to work on for the future, but it made one specific gentleman famous, at least on our podcast, Mr. Posey. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a um that's you know right. a multi a tie in. Uh, I, I've enjoyed the the posies specifically this season personally. Well, if we, so, if we um, think about, but actually, Jack, I I thought you were going a different way, and it's funny that you would say that because it was actually Bryce Harper who charged the mound in, uh, yeah. in that fight. Yeah, so yeah. we have, yeah. you know, it's right. very interesting that we have this kind of pantheon of uh, players in Harper our league. And Posey. Harper yeah. and Posey, Harper and Posey, somebody. Somebody forced us to uh, <laughs> create a logo with two MLB players. I think it would end up being fucking Harper and Posey. It's the Posey. It'd be it's been safe for children's eyes, but that's probably what our logo would be. <laughs> the precedent is set. It's called the Posey, not the Harper Posey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, gentlemen, does anybody else have any other Posey nominees? We do have one, and that is Detective Swag has, has put up and laid out the evidence for uh, what could be um, his winning of the Posey. So we had uh, Joe was the original Posey Award win- winner uh, when he couldn't make his mind up as to which argument to go with. Um, then we had um, uh, uh, GK with a hilarious retelling of uh, him grabbing his sausage and injuring himself. And then we had, we had, uh, yep, we had. Pause, pause. You got to pause for that. Three, (laughs) two, one. (laughs) We had, we had uh, dad bod Tim tripping up the stairs, uh, getting his flip flop caught on the stairs. And so he was the winner that week. (laughs) And then then we had the uh, first two time award winner. Uh, because Greg uh, experienced general soreness of his own. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that, guys, I'm putting up for a vote right now. Just I just need a an I or a nay. Is Swag the award winner this oh, yeah. week? I. He's running unopposed. He's running unopposed. unopposed. Okay, unopposed. so we have the Posey Award winner, the final award winner for the regular season, Swag. Posey. Award winner again. Thank you very much. Yes, great job, great job. I'd like to thank all the little people. So you'll be the reigning Posey Award winner <laughs> until next day. <laughs> I'd, like I'd like to thank my Chewini. That's right. Yeah. That's right, Jack. Prin- Princess Luna. For helping me out. Jack, I'm so proud to be here for this. I'm so proud to be here. Yeah. See, I'm glad. I'm glad that you were able to make it for such a uh, oh monumental event in my life. Who do you think? Uh, I mean, he's going to be when we get back together in a couple of weeks. He's probably going to have like six or eight Posey Award candidates just to get just to get his name off. Yeah, there. yeah. And what do you want to get? One of those is going to be Scotty in some way, shape, or form. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he is due. What? I'm what on communication lockdown. Yeah, communication on... lockdown. So I just yeah. before we Scotty's get Scotty's season's over. What am I like? There's nothing for me to. Oh, Scott's done. Oh, like wow. us. 
He's Thank going you. for yes. he's going for a douche award winner too, Scotty. I guess. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm just uh, gonna let the bitterness settle for a little bit. Give him a couple weeks. All right, so let's take a look. So we've got uh, so Scotty. The playoff matchups are Reardon Metal against the Dreamers. The marquee matchup right there, uh, big time. Number one against the wild card team, and then we have uh, Ronan Forty Seven playing his favorite team, the Trash Pandas. So team, uh, so guys, what do you think? What what, what do the playoffs look? I think what's going to happen is I think Joe's going to beat the Dreamers in a three game series. I think the Trash Pandas are going to beat. Ronan 47, uh, 47 Ronan, get it right, Tim, it's your fucking team. 47 Ronan in three games. And I think it's going to be Joe just squeaking by the trash pandas by less than five points in week three of that playoff. That That's how I think it's going to go down. What do you all think? Tim, I got to tell you, I, I concur with you completely. You know, your, your performance this week, um, <laughs> you know, it, it it was a little scary for me, and and I think the trash pandas are ascending. You know, you've talked about you're one of the two teams that has a little bit of an injury problem, and the Dreamers being the other ones. And so I think that uh, injuries this late in the season are gonna yeah. are gonna play vital roles. And I see, I don't I don't know that it'll be close in the Joe versus the Dreamers situation. I do see it being very close with you and the trash pandas to the point where it could go either way. Uh, but I, I think that Joe is that uh, both the unstoppable force and the irresistible object, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think he's looking good. I think, th- I think uh, Ronan, the forty-seven Ronan, took a beating because the Astros got pounded by the Mariners this week. They got swept, I think, for the first time ever. Yep. By Seattle, four games. Yep. Four games. And so you missed a lot of points there, my friend. Um, and so I think you're going to come back with a vengeance. I think the Astros staff is going to crush it the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to walk through your first round. And I think Joe's going to walk through the first round and you guys are going to have an epic battle in the series. And I think Joe's going to come out on top two to one. Mm. Solid. Yeah, it's a solid uh, forecast as well. A lot of it's going to have to do with how quick Joe and Chris um, if they can get out quick, they can they can put the other two away quick. Otherwise, I think they may have problems because a lot of, like I said, Tim and the Mondays. Uh, this is the the list of of guys that could come back um, starting that like third week of the the playoffs between those two teams: Altuve, Trout, Encarnacion, Sanchez, Donaldson, Springer, and uh, and Brandon Belt. So both of those teams could have a huge burst in that week three. So I, I don't think Joe or Chris wants to let that first series go any longer than they have to. Um, I think as well, I think Joe is, um, is the, the favorite at this point. I think Tim is going to get by Chris. Um, I think it'll be an interesting series. And I do think um, at this point, because of the injuries, um, I, I have Joe uh, taking the finals. So, um, but it, again, Tim gets those guys back. It could be as, as, uh, as Scotty said, it could be an epic, um, world series. And, and I would like to see that happen. I would like to see Tim's team compete against Joe's team. I think that's, you know, kind of what all of us have been watching all year, other than me and Greg, obviously. But other <laughs> than that, I think we've been <laughs> kind of watching for that matchup. 
and uh, and it would be cool to uh, to see it happen. You know, with the with complete rosters. Yeah, I uh, unlike you clowns, I remember last year Ooh. when I felt like I had the best team going into the playoffs and promptly got my ass swept out of the first round. And I think I lost the second series as well. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm uh, a little more apprehensive about it. Um, I, you know, I think I mentioned before we started that I was looking at uh, my matchups this week and I have a couple of five game players that I count on, including Mookie Betts. Yeah. There are there are a lot of guys playing five games this week. That's kind of shitty. I did notice that it's um I mean it's it's part of the game. It's it's part of what we do to the point where me and and Mike were talking about um you know back when we used to do averages and and why we stopped doing averages versus total points. Um, but yeah, there are a few guys on good teams that are you know playing five games this week. And it's, uh, you know, so there's, you lose that first game, all of a sudden you've got to win two straight. Now, I do think my team is good enough to do that if it needs to. And I guess if I'm going to be putting it on record, I would say I'd be playing Tim uh, for the championship. And I think Tim is going to win it. Interesting analysis. Is that your weird kind of um, trying to, like, compliment and 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 kind of do that uh weird kind of your team is so good and put it up there is there some kind of like weird hex you're trying to throw on this series? absolutely not i think that as you get your injured players back you know my my team has this specific team collapsed this time of year last year hmm. so there's already a history there there's there's a track record um so that kind of takes away some of my confidence. And, you know, the fact is you've, you've scored more points than any other team in the league this year. Um, you've done it in a pretty consistent way. I've had three separate seasons. I had the eight, no start. Then I had what lost four out of six or whatever it was. And then I've been winning at the end here. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what this team really is. It can score some points, and it's it's completely dependent upon my pitching staff, like everybody else. Um, although, ironically, I think that I actually think I'm in a better position than you, because I said the same thing about the Cubs last year. You know, the the Astros have have played a lot of games, pitched a lot of innings over the last year and a half. Um, do they wear out at the end? Are we seeing that with some of these injuries to Correa and Altuve and Springer, these, these players that have, that have just played hard for a long time? Um, the Yankees are going to be fighting for something to the better end. You know, you know hearing all this you thoughtful know, analysis, um, I will say I'm, I'm not changing my prediction or what I believe will happen. But one thing that I didn't factor in until just now on second thought was the power I have Scott, you don't believe in this, but the power of the the relieving himself of the Harper hex, you know, so that might be an X factor that carries 47 Ronin to victory. You know, the uh, the uh, karmic, the uh, cosmic uh, weight being lifted off of his team's shoulders of that that that. Yeah, curse Bryce Harper <laughs> might be just enough to carry the run into victory. 
the um the you know the 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 one uh, speaking of curses it's fairly common and we've been through this a few times that the the top ranked team going in does not win um that happens more times than than not um that that seed two three or four ends up victorious um so that's one thing to consider something else that i hadn't thought about is um you know when mikey came in and and was not favored by anyone uh last year a big part of his run was that indian staff at the end of the season um you know the indians got the dreamers almost 14 points this week uh so again timing has a lot you know uh, uh, um on the other side of the coin, the Dodgers, who fell apart for me after dominating all season last year in the playoffs, um, have kind of slowed down a little bit for Chris. So staff obviously comes into play, and that's something that, you know, could put, um, again, somebody like the Dreamers could give them that that little extra they need for those spots they're missing. I mean, are, are we all in agreement that any of these teams could actually is actually good enough to win it? So oh, yeah. It wouldn't be no. a surprise. All of you guys have scored in the 50s over the last few weeks. Um, like I said, the only right now today, the, the only team that, you know, looks different at all is Tim um, because of the injuries. So the team Chris is fielding this week, the team you're fielding this week, the team the Dreamers are fielding this week um, have all scored in the 50s, you know, pretty regularly in the last few weeks. You know, Jack, for just that reason, I would I agree that any team could win, but I give the longest odds to the Dreamers because earlier today you pointed out that they uh, have by far the fewest points scored against them. But the fact that the participants in the playoffs, with the exceptions of your, your strong weeks, Jack, are the teams that have scored the most points, it just seems, um, you know, that those two forces are going to collide uh, to the detriment of the Dreamers. But here's an important note that I think is uh, probably apropos to end this season on is that um, as of now, it's the bottom of the ninth in the in the Nats game. And I have pulled ahead by one tenth of a point nice. over Pops. Holy so, crap. So, you know, not that I not that there was any danger of me being the worst team, as you met so many predicted. But I'm officially not the worst team. And I think I'm in a three way tie record wise with That's some right. other team. So. Fuck you, bitches. That's my final word. Welcome to extreme, slightly less than mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Thank you. It's almost mid-ball. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Careful, Jack. Don't injure yourself while sleeping tonight, buddy boy. (laughs) Wait, so where does that that still put you... Uh, it it doesn't in. change anything as far as, but, but yeah, he is now, he's going to be seven and 12. I'm going to be seven and 12. LJ is going to be seven and 12, but okay. LJ is the, the better of the three. Um, so it's still, you know, Mike's dad is, is picking first, then Greg, then me, then LJ, um, then Mike, then Scotty, then the playoffs. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, it's been wonderful. It's been great. I love each and every one of you and uh, super happy we're doing this. And hopefully we can do the same again uh, in a few weeks and then uh, into next year. I think uh, it'll be fun to figure out how we're going to make this, continue to make this interesting for our listeners next year. So uh, any final thoughts from any of you? Love you guys. Uh, Joe, Tim, good luck in the playoffs. May the best team win. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. 
congrats on 50 shows. Yeah, great. Great luck to both of you in the playoffs. And you guys were awesome this season. I thought the podcast was outstanding this year. You did an amazing job surfing a lot of different topics, and I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. 50. Number 50. Woo-hoo! The golden podcast. Jack, yeah. with uh, with the time that you and I will have not having to manage baseball teams, we can work on the uh, two-week-from-now episode, the categories, the awards, right. the special surprise guests. That's right. Awesome. That's right. I think we, we definitely have Scotty back for that one if we Absolutely, can. Absolutely, yeah. Boy, Scotty, it... would you be a presenter of the awards? We're going to have an award show at the, in two weeks. We're going to have categories, and we'd love for you to read uh, some of the awards, like Pussy of the Year. <laughs> You know, douche of the year, you know, best best show moment, you know, that sort of thing. Happy to do your reading for you, Craig. Good deal. Happy. Yeah. Good deal. Love it. Do you think it would be of any value for me to pick up Matt Kemp now that Tim's dropped him just for the psychological? <laughs> yeah, that's dude. Seriously, do it. to be able to, to, to use a guy against someone in the playoffs right after they drop him is unfortunately awesome. Matt Kemp sucks. He, he might That's be hot the three, negative. Weeks from now. three weeks from now. Think, think forward. Yeah, That's right. Matt Carpenter sucked once too this year. That is true. I love that. I love that JLo was thinking about mind games. Like he's so confident in winning. He's already gone beyond and now thinking about <laughs> when I'm going to beat him with fucking Matt. That's right. Kemp. Hey, you know. do you guys think that my team's good enough to fucking beat this jackass with Matt Kemp? That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the old satchel page moves. Like, hey guys in the outfield, this fucking guy at the plate can't hit. Sit down, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna not just beat Tim, I'm gonna proverbially uh teabag him on the way there too. That's so. right. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, gentlemen, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll care, talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Later, boys. See you guys. Adios. See ya. Take care, guys. Sayonara, camera. Camera.
So, but talking about the heat miser, I love that guy. I had an actual conversation at work, um, and and Yukon Cornelius came up. Oh, which is, I love Yukon Cornelius. Me too. Me too. And I was going to text you guys and just Nothing. with a picture. <laughs> I was going to bumbles te- bounce. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to. You know, you know, Justin knows who Steve Phillips is, obviously. That's Steve fuck. Phillips hasn't had an original thought since we first went on the air two years ago. He just regurgitates our opinions and I passes them this. off as his own. Ironically, we appreciate it because those are our only actual listeners, so we allow <laughs> right. it to continue. The interns at MLB Radio and ESPN, yes, absolutely. Can you do it with, with feeling? Can you do it like where... where, where... No, it's Indigo Indigo Montoya. No, Juan Pablo Montoya was a race car driver. All right, so ready? Three, two, one. My name is Indigo Montoya. <laughs> I can't do it because you're... We're just, we're just... You've looked at us for 40 fucking weeks, man. It's, Greg intimidates me. Oh, it's on there. I can't... It's I can't the hat. It. It's the beanie. It is. Mm. He looks like he's going to kick me like a hacky sack. Did anyone else hear like maybe just a little twinge of jealousy there from uh, from Justin? Like, you know, he's taking up his fucking airspace. Yeah, duh, I'm interested <laughs> to meet this fucking Scott guy. Yeah, maybe. How many, how many times time? has he been on? I mean, like, how long has this yeah. been going on? <laughs> that's right. That's right. How do he, I you're the up? you're the you're the uh, you're the Alec Baldwin of our show. <laughs> though. You're, you're... The uh, the one video that I did see was a uh, crazy brawl um, on the Facebook page at the it softball a, game. You look at our Facebook page. Yeah, that, that was 
So you're the guy. Holy I like shit. Uh, you think they kicked him out of the league because he was drinking beers in the parking lot? No, I, I, his girlfriend was, I, I think his girlfriend was probably like, Matt, Justin, you're done with you're 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 in your 30s for Christ's sake. You know, quit playing softball. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah. We're in a serious relationship. The fun's over now. <laughs> you're not an athlete. Play the pretend games on paper like your friends. Now that we've decided we're serious, all the fun stops. <laughs> all right. So. All right, Joe. Ready? Now you can do it. Ready? Three, two, <laughs> one. What? Um, Come on. You find that space. Find that space. You're making too big a deal out of it now. <laughs> did you not record it when I did it before? I did, but you said the wrong name. So we'll uh. actually, you know, so now I got to record it. And you have to say it with feeling you have to like emote see that's the part that kills me i'm not an actor to show emotion my name is indigo montoya you killed my father prepare to die yeah (laughs) was awesome it was awesome let's just cut that out yeah at least kombucha (laughs) sounds like it could be alcoholic i'm smoking crack yeah My name is Juan Pablo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. (laughs) 